So what's the deal with these Transformers faces in this movie? Are you referring to the Japanese one that just was like a human face in metal form? Because that was weird. John Goodman's was too. Yeah, it was. The older ones weren't because they were like the heritage, like we brought them in from previous movies. But the new one. new one looked like just a metal human face. Like, did they forget what Transformers were? It looked so dumb. But you know why they did that, right? Why? He was in silver face. <laughs> Hashtag Transformers so specious. To help them battle the evil Decepticons, you can imagine the Autobots create Dinobots. Each sold separately. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Transformer Dinobot Grimlock. Other Transformers sold separately from Hasbro. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is More is More, the Bad Movie Podcast. Where today we're talking about Transformers 4, Age of Extinction. So were you disappointed by how long it took for the Dinobots to show up? Because I was. And by how little they were in the movie at all? Yeah. Ten minutes total? Yeah. Probably not even that? Yes. I didn't want to wait two hours, 15 minutes for them to show up. It should have mostly been Dinobots. Agreed. This is also the first one with Mark Wahlberg. You know, it's funny because I knew Mark Wahlberg was in this movie, but I thought he was going to be like a military guy and he wasn't. Yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah, he was just an inventor. And as I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, wait, this is just if Shia LaBeouf was older and had a daughter like this is who he would be like it's the same character essentially it it is um except way less goofy they made this movie a lot grittier and more serious but he is oddly goofy for how serious the like i think they were just gonna go much more serious and then Mm -hmm. he's like he's a crazy inventor who everyone takes for granted and he's making sure his daughter doesn't date anyone like it was oddly goofy in a lot of ways. It, it was weird uh, that, like, the entire no-dating plotline was to set up the comedic angle. That was so obnoxious, and it kept going through the whole movie of him haranguing it, her and her boyfriend. But her boyfriend also, like, giving it back in a really weird way, like, a weird, horrible way. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I don't believe her boyfriend would ever realistically be involved in this. No. Also, did that girl give you Tara Reid vibes? I don't know if I've seen her in anything, actually. Also, we're still continuing on with this whole humanity hates Transformers thing? Yeah, but somehow even worse now? I know, even though the Autobots, like, the whole point of the last movie was for the Autobots to show the world that Autobots were wonderful and Decepticons were evil and they shouldn't distrust Decepticons, but Autobots will always save them. That was, like, the entire point of the last movie. Yeah, so they said, you need to leave, and he was like, okay, what if they stay? And then they did stay, and then that's when we learned we need Autobots. And this time, we're like, nope, this time just all all Transformers need to go. Everyone needs to leave, but also, why didn't they just leave? Like, why... Why did the Transformers, like, once they were being hunted down and exterminated, why were they like, you know what, though, we're just going to ride this out? Maybe they didn't want to leave without Optimus Prime and they couldn't find him? Maybe. But the other thing is they seem to now need spaceships to leave. So this yeah, is a continuation is of the last movie. Is it does That's not seem, how they got there. Yeah, it does seem to be that they can't arrive without a spaceship. But yes, in the first movie, clearly they can transform into spaceships and leave. Yeah. Also, where is Shia LaBeouf? 
Not mentioned? Yeah, Bumblebee mm-hmm. and Optimus he, Prime never even ask about nobody him. Nobody mentions him. Yeah. Maybe he's dead. We don't know. Yeah. Because at least uh, Megan Fox got a write-off, like a token write-off of, yeah. oh, she broke up with me. Like, we didn't even get anything like that. Nope. So we actually don't have an Optimus Prime voiceover to open this movie, mm. which made me feel lost. Yeah. What was the movie about? I forgot what I was watching. <laughs> but we do open with a flashback to make the whole Transformers timeline even more confusing than oh it already goodness. was. We open in space, where a bunch of spaceships gather over a prehistoric Earth. A weird, pointy, skinless hand pushes the controls that unleash a rain of fire on the idyllic dinosaurs. It was sad. It's funny because every time they keep moving the timeline back for when the Transformers first showed up, but every time they act like this is the first time they were here. But it's not. Like, they've been here since the dinosaurs. Probably next time we're going to be like, oh, the Big Bang, that was the Transformers. (laughs) Like, it just, like, keeps moving it back. Yeah. They've had so much to do with Earth. And I feel like I would need to rewatch the first Transformers movie, but I feel like they'd acted like they'd never even heard of Earth in the first movie before they landed there. Yeah, I think so. But clearly this in this universe, there is Cybertron and Earth. Like, those are the only two planets worth mentioning. So far. Although, yeah, there's a lot of hinting in this movie that mm-hmm. there's more, more out there than anyone realizes. Although, to be fair, they've probably also spent a lot of time on Earth. A we just lot. haven't realized it yet. So much. <laughs> we cut to the present-day Arctic, where Darcy, a geologist with a heart of gold... We are geologists first. If this thing has any historical significance at all, we are shutting down. I'm shutting us down. Inspects a dinosaur skeleton made of metal. She's greeted, by the way, with a line from a guy, you really shouldn't have come here. Like he's surprised that she's there. Yeah. Nobody gets to the Arctic and like surprises you. Well, also she was when you're not on a dig like that. And I was looking at her and I'm like, you're clearly not wearing enough clothing to be in the Arctic. She was wearing yeah. like leggings in a, a coat, <laughs> like yeah. a North Face coat. Yeah, like this is not what you wear in the Arctic. She inspects a dinosaur skeleton that's made of metal. I think history is about to change. Then we cut to. A place that's labeled Texas, USA. Well, yeah, not Texas and those other places. Well, yeah. This isn't for people in China. No. In China, they'll have Chinese on the screen rather than English. These English graphics are only for countries that would have that. So maybe that includes places like, you know, Europe. But typically speaking, Texas, everyone knows is in the Every, U.S. Everybody knows where Texas is. Yeah. So I'm like, who Who do you think you're specifying this to? Because we also find out later that they're actually in Paris, Texas, which I would have been more interested to know about because they are just in, like, Texas is a huge place. Yeah. So in Texas, USA, Mark Wahlberg is driving down a country road in an old blue pickup truck listening to sad country music. Oh, gosh, the country music. This is when I was surprised, like... I was like, oh, this is going to be a serious movie. He's going to be a serious military guy or have a tragic past or something. Yeah. And that's why I was so surprised then when he turned out to be like a goofy father, overprotective father. He drives by a billboard reading, remember Chicago, report alien activity. Oh, seems like there's a war going on. Mm-hmm. He stops in a small town where Minnie Cooper pulls up playing such an obnoxious song that I thought it was actually a new Transformer. It was actually just T.J. Miller. <laughs> that sounds about right. 
TJ Miller, who people may recognize from Silicon Valley. Yes. Who's also the voice in the Emoji movie. It's weird that you know that. Agreed. They were friends in high school, even though neither one of them has even a trace of a Texas accent. Yeah, TJ Miller especially doesn't laugh. Like, his is aggressively not Texan. Yeah. Hey, you're paying me on this one, right, Kate? Please tell me I'm getting paid. You know, Lucas, a lot of guys are just happy to have a job at all. Does Mark Wahlberg not understand the way what jobs a job work? is? I wrote that down, too. I was like, wait, happy to have a job? Like, nobody's happy. He's volunteering if he's not getting paid. Yeah. It's not like some people would just be happy to have something to fill their time with. Like, yeah. that's not... Like, no, that's charity work. Yeah. The two of them go through the old equipment in an out-of-business movie theater... Mark Wahlberg buys an old semi-truck riddled with bullet holes and filled with mortar shells without ever questioning how it got inside the theater. That was the weird thing. I guess when, I guess I didn't even realize that because when he rolled up with it, I was like, oh, he found a truck somewhere. No, it was what he found inside. The, he's like standing among the seats in the theater and he walks up to this thing, which I had a hard time actually identifying, but it was an old rusty semi-truck. No, here's the weirder thing. He paid money for that truck. So the guys were approached, can I buy this bullet riddled truck filled with mortar shells? And they were like, yup, no questions as to how that got into our theater. Yeah. Just, yes, you may. Yeah. Although to be fair, they only paid $150 for it. Oh, it's riddled with bullets. At which point, why even bother paying? Anyway. Then we get a quick update on the news that after the Battle of Chicago, the military ended its alliance with the Autobots. Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Harold Attinger, a CIA black ops person. <laughs> agent. He's not really an agent, though. Operative. He's more like in charge of the whole thing. A big boss. Yeah. We'll go with that one. This is the official military term for it. Yeah. Well, uh, if this was a video game. Yeah. He finishes the update, telling us that countries are scrambling to get their hands on dead Transformers for the technology. The age of the Transformers is over. Can it be an age when it's only lasted less than 10 years? Yeah, I don't think so. It's a good soundbite, but no, you it, it can't. Also, when he said, like, we're now, like, fighting the Transformers, the age of the Transformers is over, I'm like, no, oh, it kind of sounds like it's just starting if you're now fighting a war with Right, them. it's just slightly changed yeah. into something else. Meanwhile, Mark Wahlberg's daughter, Tessa... Okay, Mark Wahlberg is named Cade. Cade Yeager, in case anyone cares. It's upsetting. Cade's daughter, Tessa, gets home from school and we see that he's an unsuccessful mechanic and inventor. She video chats with her hot Irish boyfriend, Shane, only to get interrupted by her father arriving with another piece of junk they can't afford. They have a mailbox full of overdue bills and their house is being foreclosed upon. Once she graduates, who's going to take care of him? Right? And he's like, I'm going to put you through college if you get one of those scholarships. And But, like, they did, you know, what any normal person would do. She got uh, mail out of the mailbox, opened it, and it said decline. And she's like, no financial aid. Great. And I'm like, yeah, that's what people say when things like that happen. Like, yeah. they expound upon what it is. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually funny. She could have talked to her boyfriend about it on while they were Skyping. Instead of just saying, like, wow, you have a really nice chest. Which is basically what that conversation was. Which, like... We're going to see it. We don't need that exposition. Yeah. A black ops team led by Titus Welliver. Yes. They got a good villain. Like a, he, he's got a great villain resume. He's a villain in practically everything he does. Look at his face. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness, can you imagine if you met that guy in real life? Mm-hmm. At, at a minimum, I would be like, this guy, probably a huge jerk. I want nothing to do with him. Yeah. He plays it so well. Yeah. So the Black Ops team, with the help of a mysterious Transformer named Lockdown. <laughs> uh, nice. I know that you're laughing just to keep from fainting at the fear that the name invokes in you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lockdown is another one with a superhuman looking face. Because he's new. Yeah, and that's any weird. And new Transformer has a super... It's like they, they thought we wouldn't be able to detect the emotions of a Transformer without it having a superhuman face. Right? Okay, hang on. Is this is this the one that's helping them? Yes. Okay. I guess I do... He's like all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess at first I was like, oh, that's something different and it's not a Transformer. But then it was. They act of. like it's not a Transformer, but it clearly is. Yeah, but it it's is. It's not an Autobot or a Decepticon. Yeah, it's It's like else. a free agent. Kind on the of. Wikipedia page, they call him a Cybertronian, a Cybertronian bounty hunter and assassin. Yeah, that that's really what he is. Yeah, which I feel like would make him a Decepticon, but mm, I think it's he not. Was made, I think he was made so far after all of them. Yeah, that that's what, where the difference lies. Like he doesn't have that basic like switch. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because he, he ugh, we'll get into his deal. So they close in on a Transformer in hiding. Ratchet. Who we may remember as the medic bot. That's From right. the first movie, who we've kind of intermittently seen in the next movies. And they kill him in what I found to be actually a surprisingly disturbing scene. It was very upsetting, actually. I, they blew his leg off, and he's, like, hopping around, and he can't get away. And, like, it was really And he was, awful. like, trying to say, like, no, we're the Autobots, we're the good guys. And, like, why are you running? And, like, oh, well, this uh, message from Optimus Prime. And, play. and like, this was, like, I so can't disturbing even... for it. I was so upset by like, the death of Ratchet, who was a character I've never cared about before. It's funny like we actually, I, I can't even talk about it like it's too sad it's very <laughs> it was, upsetting it it makes me uncomfortable to even think about yeah, like, it, it makes does me so no, sad same here like makes me feel gross so moving on moving quickly on the hapless secretary of state tries to pry details of the war <gasps> from thomas Kelsey lennon he's my favorite oh i love him so much thomas lennon so he tries to pry details of the war from kelsey Grammer, who we will remember as harold attinger Everyone. Mm-hmm. And arrange a photo shoot with the president and Optimus Prime, only to be told that Optimus Prime is considered an enemy combatant. How would the White House not know about this? Right? I know this is black ops, but like, well, you, there's yeah. a huge difference in we're killing off people that the White House considers to be allies Heroes. versus we're just killing off Transformers. You know about it and we're not telling you the details. Like, yeah. Like, maybe you want to tell them not to, like, try to call up Optimus. Yeah, yeah. What, what happens when it's like, oh, Decepticon's here. Let's, can we get Optimus on the Oh, he's dead? When did that happen? I don't know. Back at Cade Yeager's house. I can't get over, like, they, they didn't want to just name him Rock Hardjaw. Like, <laughs> they, they, they really wanted him to be a manly <laughs> specimen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we get some family history. This is a no-dating household because he knocked up his high school girlfriend and he doesn't want the same to happen with Tessa. Hold on. We need to talk about this mm-hmm. scene. They look at a photo where he's he's, oh he's gosh, talking yes. about... Yeah, he's talking about graduation. He's like, you know where I was on my graduation? And she's like, yeah, with me, the mistake. And he's like, no, the surprise and the best thing that ever happened. This is, like, supposed to be the ongoing thing through the whole movie. Right. 
so they look at a photo where he's with a lady that has given birth, and I'm like, he's conservatively 30 years old in that photo. He's what he's he's whatever age he was when he made this movie. That's how old he was in the photo, except yeah. that they dressed him younger. Right. So like, he looks like he's 30. Yeah. But then you think about it, and you're like, that's how old he would have to be for the math of the daughter to work out. Like, he's 45 now. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And Which that, maybe explains why they explained the Romeo and Juliet Texas laws in such detail. Yeah, we're going to talk about that also. <laughs> but the whole, like, she was a surprise whatever, mm-hmm. unnecessary. It did nothing. He could have been an overprotective father without that. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. Because the whole, like, the mother is dead. And, you know, I they, it's unspecified how she died. It wasn't in childbirth. It was just later on. Yeah. Uh, but she would have been really young. But, yeah, it could have just been that I'm a single father. I don't know how to deal with a teenage girl. We're just, like, nobody's dating anyone in this household. Yeah. But they do try and shoehorn this in, the whole, like, what is a mistake and what is a surprise? Like, what is junk and what is not? Like, that's right. supposed to be the ongoing message Does not the come movie. through very well. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't well integrated, <laughs> shall we say. While working on the truck, Cade discovers that it's a Transformer. Surprise, surprise. Somebody <gasps> buys an old car and it turns out to be a Transformer? That's just the world they live in. I know. Tessa and TJ Miller want him to call the government, but he wants to figure out how it works to help him with his inventions. They hilariously set off a missile in the barn, and mm-hmm. then the truck transform into a shell-shocked Optimus Prime. So Optimus Prime is like, he wakes up and he's like attacking, he still thinks he's in the battle, he's attacking people and stuff. He coughs several times so that we know he's injured. Mm-hmm. Which brings up the, a lot of questions about the Transformers breathing. Yeah. There's a lot of Transformers breathing in this movie. Which That's true. is they, confusing. Like, you see their breath sometimes. Yeah, they cough and they snort. It's like the blood that and hair that came into the last movie. Yeah. It's just weird. Optimus Prime says he was caught in a trap and needs repairs, but luckily, Cade is just the mechanic to help. Oh, that was lucky. Yeah. We cut to Attinger, who meets with a menacing lockdown, who reminds them about their contract. Every galaxy I've traveled, all you species are the same. You all think you're the center of the universe. How do we keep getting these movies where aliens make a huge deal about humans thinking they're the center of the universe? I don't know how you can run a world. It's like it's like going through your life mm-hmm. and being like, you think you're the only one. You, you, you think your life matters the most. And it's like, well, to me, it kind of does. Right. I'm the one living my life. Like, I can't make decisions on other, like, only for, I have to make decisions, like, for my own yeah. life at the center of my being because I am myself. Like... Of course we're going to make decisions as though this world matters the most, because to us it does. Right. It's, I don't know, this is, I guess, just the pseudo-philosophical nonsense that sounds really good to people. Yeah, this was also where they said... On this planet we have a saying. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I also have a saying. I don't care. Not <laughs> good. That was a terrible line. <laughs> Who heard that and thought that was cool? Oh, that's pretty bad. When Attinger arrives back at CIA headquarters, he's told that they've received a tip from Paris, Texas. He sets his team into motion, and they bust in on Cade in the least covert way possible. There's literally a Transformer climbing a tower, like a water tower, the the local, the kids at the local baseball game see. What is this Transformer doing? 
Aside from being seen by lots of people. Yeah, and I feel like then they're just going to get a bunch of calls that are like, if you see something, say something. Yeah. And like, oh, there's a huge transformer. They're like, oh, yeah, we know. Cade lies, saying that the truck is gone, but Attinger, who's watching this whole thing through a drone, cleverly catches his slip. I towed it back for the parts. I left it here last night. This morning, it's gone. When, where, I don't know. I swear to God, that's as much as I know about him. Yeah. I said him. I think knowing that the truck is a transformer and having it have already left are actually two completely different things. Because the other yeah. thing is, it could still also be gone. Like, well, yeah, mo- even more so because it's exactly. alive. <laughs> because you would assume, I had this old car, now it's gone in the morning. Oh my gosh, maybe it was a transformer. Like, this should be your natural conclusion. Yeah. Because nobody's stealing this truck. I don't think it runs. Oh yeah, no. You know, at first he's like trying to keep Titus Welliver out of out of everything. He's like, you don't have a warrant. Does he? <laughs> Does he or does he not say, my face is my warrant? He does. Because he's not famous. No. And so that line is weird. <laughs> Another thing, Mark Wahlberg says, you probably don't want to do this because we we have a rule around here about messing with Texas. Yeah, not a rule. And I was like, it's more of a saying, I would call it. like. Well, also, it's actually just an advertising slogan about littering. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. Cade continues to lie about whether Optimus Prime is there, even when they're seconds away from shooting his daughter in the head. Yeah. Which made me start wondering, like, does he think Optimus Prime is actually not there, or is he just willing to have his daughter be killed in front of him in order to protect Optimus Prime? So they're at that point searching the barn, and he might think that if they can't find him in the barn, because then he says he was in there. Yeah. He was in the barn, like... I think he thinks that if he's they can't find him in there, then he really has left. This was kind of unclear for me. It I, was it very made unclear. It seem like he was actually still lying to protect Optimus Prime, who's like under, like in the barn basement, I guess, under a bunch of boards. Yeah, which there's so many basements in Texas. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Because then I'm also like, how would he not have known he was down there? Like he would have seen him leave. Like if this huge base, I don't know, this whole thing was confusing and it kind of made him seem like a terrible father. Like, because he has no... It seems like that throughout. Yeah. Like, well-intentioned but terrible. Right. Well, and he has no... This wasn't even well-intentioned because I'm like, he has no connection to these Transformers other than the fact that he happened to stumble across one. So why is he lying for him? I mean, I guess they're just setting up the thing of like, throughout the movie, he chooses Transformers over other considerations. Yeah. And maybe they want him to be blameless throughout. I guess that's the case but it does seem like they're literally going to shoot her his daughter yeah in the head thankfully optimus prime couldn't let someone else die for him so he busts out of hiding and diverts fire a car races in from nowhere and drives Cade, Miller, and Tessa away. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's Tessa's hot Irish boyfriend Ooh. who's also a rally car driver and 20. Yeah. During an overly long car chase, mm-hmm. he tries to lose them by driving through a bingo hall. They yeah, he could have drive through a building that could have killed, killed a, lot of, a lot of people. Like, he really yeah. banked on them getting out of the way. Right, because they were all playing bingo at the yeah. time. But he does finally lose them with some fancy rally car driving and some terrible sexual innuendo. Unfortunately, TJ Miller dies as they run from lockdown firing on them. But when Cade looks back, he sees that Miller's skeleton has turned into metal. Optimus Prime drops them off at an abandoned gas station, and then Cade yells at Shane for touching his daughter. This is going to be an ongoing thing through the whole movie. I'm not going to talk about it as much as humanly possible, because it's not plot relevant at all. It's not. Now, here's the thing. He's like, how old are you? 20. She's 17. You're breaking the law. The age of consent in Texas is 17. 
What happened is they wanted that to be an issue, but in most states, in in a lot of states, Mm -hmm. 18 is the age of consent. Yeah. Now, they absolutely knew that in Texas it was 17 because it's very easy to Google. Mm -hmm. But they can't go for accuracy there because if they said 16, that's gross to everyone. He would have to be younger, yeah. That's going too far. So they did it 17 and just ignored that in Texas... That's legal. But instead, they bring up this super unnecessary explanation of Romeo and Juliet laws, which he has printed on a laminated card he has carries printed it out to with carry him. around with him. And once you have done that, so to, to, in order to prove that you're not a sex pervert, you have done something wrong. You're yes. on the wrong path if you have to have sex laws printed out <laughs> to prove that you're not a pervert. And I'm like, how often have you had to use this, that you need it printed out on a laminated card? If it was zero and you still thought of it, That's still too many times. (laughs) But he's going to be stuck with them throughout this entire movie, which I'm like, by this point, you might as well just get married. Like, this is a huge commitment to make to your girlfriend and father. When he said, like, I'll take care of her forever. Well, that. At the end, because I was like, oh, no, if Mark Wahlberg dies, that breakup is going to be awkward as hell. Well, yeah, because I'm also like, uh... Committing to helping your girlfriend and her father be on the run from the government and some Transformers, like, that's a huge commitment. Yeah, for one thing, have fun never taking an airplane anywhere. You're on a no-fly list, I promise you. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Anyway. We cut to Attinger yelling at his black ops team for letting them get away. But he says that the White House thinks it was a Decepticon target. And the only way to keep them thinking that is to find the Jaegers. Then we cut back to the Jaegers. Optimus Prime drives them out to the desert where the three remaining Autobots, nope, four remaining Autobots, Bumblebee, Drift, a samurai bot voiced by Ken Watanabe, yep. Hound, a redneck bot voiced by John Goodman, who I didn't recognize until John Goodman until way late in the movie. My first thought was, oh, cool. So the direction was Sam Elliott if he was a real idiot. And he is, he plays in every redneck stereotype because he's got like the machine gun and he's green. He shoots it off in joy when he sees Optimus. Yeah, and he's fat for some reason. Oh, yeah. So the last Transformer is a British guy? Yeah, so Crosshairs is the last one. And he is, I'm going to say British only because I can't specify. It's some sort of British Isles accent. Yeah. He's also a huge jerk. He's like, I should be in charge and all that stuff. And all of these Autobots except Bumblebee are new. Bumblebee Mm -hmm. is brought back like he's a character that everyone cares about, even though he has almost no part in this movie. I think every other Transformer that we, other than Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, I think every other Transformer that we were introduced to in the first movie, like they were going to be our core group of Transformers that we followed around, they're all dead. Yeah, and we almost never saw them anyway. We didn't. But we still introduced all of them like they were going to be important. Yeah. I'm kind of upset by how quick they're like moving through Transformers and like how easily they kill them all off. It's untenable. They're not a renewable resource. Well, apparently. Or are they? Yeah. <laughs> so instead of leaving Earth, like any rational <laughs> group of aliens that were being exterminated would do, they bicker with each other and decide to fight it out with Lockdown and the humans for some reason. They're, they've invested in Earth. They're staying. Yeah, that is really weird. I don't understand why they did it. Cade shows them a video he hacked from a drone. Oh, now he's a weird hacker. Yeah, because he's an inventor and therefore good at everything. Yeah. 
Uh, it shows an Autobot being taken away by a KSI truck. Mm. He's 100% on board the Transformers train and wants to know what he, his teenage daughter, and her 20-year-old boyfriend can do to help. Because that train is leaving the station yes. at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> is that slow for a train? I don't know. <laughs> he sends them out to do some shoplifting. And yeah, then- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Steal food, don't get caught. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good father. <laughs> just for protecting me. He has his daughter. Oh, I know. And he's like, uh, go, go out with your boyfriend. Wouldn't you send just the boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's in the mound to do some shoplifting and then plans to break into KSI, a company run by Stanley Tucci, who's playing Joshua Joyce. Darcy, our plucky geologist from the beginning of the movie, who is not a main character and yet is treated like she should be. Yeah, she is. It's so weird. Every time we see her, it's like, oh, now we're going to see more of her. Nope. She talks to Joshua Joyce, Stanley Tucci, about the Arctic discovery and how it's more important than the ore they're supposed to be mining for. But Joshua Joyce brushes off her concerns. Also, they used to date. Unimportant fact, but it is included in the movie. Again, for laughs, like they put a lot of stuff in here just for comedy Mm -hmm. because they knew that people didn't want to watch like a three hour, just serious Transformers movie. Nobody made them make it three hours. That was a decision they made on their own. Which I was not a fan of because I paused it at an hour 30 and I was like, wait, (laughs) there's how much left? That doesn't feel right. Yeah. He shows her the metal that they have harvested essentially from the Transformers Mm -hmm. that they have named Transformium. Oh, gosh. It's like like the unobtainium from Avatar. They've mapped its genome and created their own Transformers that will fight under their command. So this metal has genomes... It is an element. It's called Transformium, which makes it actually an element. Right. But also it has a genome. Yeah, because that doesn't make sense. With He says hacked, but you can't hack a genome. Um, Maybe you can if they're <laughs> Transformers. Yeah, I think that's just called coding. Yeah, that's um, like taking the human body and being like, we've taken the carbon out and we've hacked its genome. Like, the carbon doesn't have a genome. It's an element. Yeah. They just threw words in there. <laughs> And some of them stuck. Yeah, that sounds important. (laughs) When Joyce goes to check on Galvatron, one of the Transformers they were building, we see it keeps turning out like Megatron, even though it was modeled on Optimus Prime. Why can't we make what we want to make the way we want to make it? It feels thematic. Oh, I feel like I'm in a Michael Crichton book. I know. Also, we see Brains, Wheelie's sidekick from the last movie, is being kept in a cage and is translating the information they're taking from Megatron's head. I'm being just as sassy as ever. Why do they keep Brains and not Wheelie? Wheelie's the one that's been in more movies than Brains. Brains was just added in as Wheelie's sidekick, but now he's the only one that's left. That is weird. It's like, this is the problem. This is why we keep moving through Transformers so quickly. Also, his name is Brains. You want to <laughs> hold on to that guy. Yeah. But this is why we keep moving through Transformers so quickly, because they add sidekicks and then the sidekicks become characters as the other ones are killed off. So it's this never ending cycle that I have to keep track of. Yeah, it's weird. We have gone through so many Transformers. (laughs) After yelling at his daughter some more for spending time with her boyfriend, even though they sent them out together. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think what he says is no smooching. (laughs) And then she says, you're such a square. Who says... (laughs) Who says smooching anymore? And I was like, ask the girl who just said square? Yes. Like, that's the word nobody says. Smooching is a normal word. 
Oh my gosh. Who wrote this? She can get pinned by her boyfriend if she wants to. <laughs> they're going steady. And when he finishes fighting in the war, they're going to get married. <laughs> so then Cade and Shane sneak into KSI, which is remarkably easy. Cade uses their time spent in the security line, the car security line, pressuring Shane into admitting he was in their house one night a month back because this feels like it should be a priority right now. And he pressures him into doing this by calling a guard over like he's going to tell them everything that's going on. So he he calls the guard over and then Shane's like, no, 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 it was me. And then the guard disappears. Why does this always happen in movies? The guard is like, oh, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't and, need and me anymore? Leaves. Like, I'm going to be super unsuspicious because it's not like this is a really top secret information that I'm guarding. Yeah. They just disappear. They're like, oh, I'm not needed anymore. It's not charming. It's not funny that Mark Wahlberg is like, this is life and death for us. And I'm going to stake everything because I have to know if you like did this one thing. Yeah. They take his like protective father thing way too far. The boyfriend is horrible, though. Like, at one point, he's like, um, I'm not here to help you with your daughter. You're here to help me with my girlfriend. Like, keep her safe. Like, yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, ooh, buddy. Like, you know that's a really bad move, right? Like, right. it's not just that, like, this isn't one of those situations where, like, he needs to see that, like, you can stand up for yourself and you're your own man. But, like, you're literally driving a wedge between... Like, the only two members of this family. Once they're inside, Cade, Shade, and Bumblebee see a man-made Transformer model named Stinger, based on Bumblebee, but better in every way. Because they're hearing this ad playing for yeah. that they said, it's really artlessly written, for one thing. They literally <laughs> so say aggressive. what you just said. Yeah. They were like, it's modeled on Bumblebee, <laughs> but better in every way. And then they spend some time dissing Bumblebee for some reason. I'm like, I'm sorry. The White House still thinks that the Autobots are on our side, which means probably most of the American public is still pro-Bumblebee. It's true. They overhear a Chinese factory owner complaining to Tucci about not having enough Transformium for production. And then Bumblebee attracts all the attention by destroying Stinger. Luckily, Cade has already snuck into the main lab, where he sees the melting down ratchet. Information Optimus does not take well. Cade talks with Darcy about whether Transformers have souls, because mm-hmm. we're still setting up Darcy like she's going to be an important character. Darcy also says that she thinks that they're melting down Decepticons, but Cade corrects her. Yeah, so they're obviously like lying to everybody who's working in this facility. Yeah, but he corrects her and then Darcy doesn't do anything. She's so just this like, whole scene is pointless. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. We cut to Joshua Joyce mm-hmm. and Harold Attinger arguing over the lack of Transformium and Attinger's failure to deliver the seed. So now we see that they're working together. Attinger is a, technically a government employee because he does black ops stuff. And Tucci right. owns the company. But they're working together toward a common goal. Yes. But it kind of seems like uh, Grammar is reporting to Tucci. And like, yeah, that's weird. Because I'm weird sorry. Shift. That's the least believable thing in this entire movie. That Kelsey Grammer is not Stanley Tucci's boss. Yeah. That it's the other way around. Yeah. Because Grammer's been the one who's supplying the Transformian from, like, the dead Transformers. They discover Cade where he shouldn't be and take him to be questioned. But before anything bad happens, the Autobots bust in and save him and destroy the lab. Joshua Joyce decides that the best thing to do in this situation of Transformers destroying the lab is to confront them. Why don't you tell Itchy Fingers here that this is all the spoils of war. Dead metal. Innovation. What we do here is science. Because if we don't do it, somebody else will. Because you cannot stop technology. We're not your technology. 
I broke the code. I own your whole genome. The world will know what you're doing here. The world? The world will approve. We can make you now. Don't you get it? We don't need you anymore. I don't like, understand. There was a whole big thing about how you can't own people. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't these know if you remember Stanley. Yeah, these are sentient creatures. And yeah. Stanley Tucci just acts like they're technology. Like, there's such a weird lack of definition on what people consider the Transformers to be. And Joshua Joyce is painted to be a good guy later down the road. But they never confront the fact that even though these are sentient creatures that he's had conversations with, he treats them like they're technology. Like, that's what makes him a bad guy. Not yeah. the rest of it. This. Exactly. This fact. It, um, well, he so only very stopped strange. later because they were like, hey, billions of people are going to die. Yeah. And that's when he was like, well, I guess now I'll step back. And it's like, okay, do you want a medal for that? But anyway, Optimus Prime seems to take his reprimands to heart about not being needed anymore. So he leaves. That's true. He's like, well, that was hard. Let's leave, Autobots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter Cullen. KSI and Attinger send Galvatron and... Kissy. I call it Kissy. <laughs> <laughs> they send Galvatron and Stinger, the man-made Transformers, after the Autobots. When Galvatron, which was made from Megatron's remains, goes on a bit of a killing spree, mm-hmm. Joyce is shocked to discover they don't have full control over their alien technology. We are programming this, right? Yes. Mostly. Optimus Prime and Galvatron duke it out while exchanging philosophical musings. You have no soul. That is why I have no faith. Oh, snap. Suddenly, Lockdown appears with a huge ship hovering over him. He shoots down Optimus and grandstands a little. He tells Optimus he wasn't born, he was built, and his creators want him back. Then he abducts him and also Tessa accidentally and disappears. There's a hilarious slow motion scream from Mark Wahlberg <laughs> about this. It's very no, it funny. Was, it was pretty funny. One of the things that Lockdown talks about a lot in this movie is the creators and the fact that Transformers are built, not born. Mm-hmm. Which, for one thing, I feel like Transformers should know about because they would be the ones either birthing or building the new Transformers. Like this. Yeah. These are not the original, it's not like the original Transformers are the only ones that have ever existed throughout history, because otherwise they wouldn't need the AllSpark. Also, I feel like for Transformers, though, there's not a difference. Being built or born doesn't matter, because they're their own beings now. Well, yeah, it's however they're reproduced is how they reproduce. They already know whether they're built or born. Yeah, and it's not like they found out, oh, you're a toaster. Yes. Like there's, 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 they still are what they are. But Lockdown also talks about the creators that having been built for a reason, so like this is why the creators want them. But it's been billions of years. Yeah, it has. Did the creators not want them until just this moment? And if so, why did they create the Transformers? And have the Transformers been rogue this whole time? And if not, how did they not know that they were rogue from the creators? There's so many questions that get brought up about this. Right. So it's weird because they say like they want to sweep their chessboard clean and they want you to do what you were made to do and i was like okay you can't really get mad at them if you didn't tell them yeah they weren't programmed to do this because they're not doing it although this 
once again, supports the idea that actually the Decepticons are the normal Transformers. Right. So they also said that they don't like, the creators don't like the mixing with of, of species. Oh, yes. This was an odd comment. They, I, they don't care much for this race mixing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you're trying to make the creators horrible villains and sound like racist. Here's the thing. If Transformers had never come to Earth, humans would be a lot better off. Yeah. Like, and Transformers would also be a lot better off. Yeah, like, you're you're saying this like it's not true, but it is. Yeah. Attinger tries to reassure the White House that everything's fine while wandering around the Chicago Bean. Is this really where you want to have these conversations? It's the best place for the reflection and thinking. Reflection. Yeah, that's why it's so reflective. And there's, like, all these people running around. I don't know. On Lockdown Ship, Lockdown tells Optimus that the creators don't approve of all this race mixing, while Tessa fends off some red-eyed wallies still completely undetected yep. by Lockdown. Yeah. It's weird. Also, those little wally, demonic wallies, were um, really easy to fight off. They were, and also they don't report to anything? They're not like there's some, something unusual happening here? I guess not. And they're like, throw her in the garbage. This can't be the first time there's been living garbage. Like, you yeah, should be better at dealing with this. Because we see, so Lockdown Ship is, surprise, surprise, a prison, essentially. Yeah. And there are, there's, like, we see a lizard man. At, well, it's mostly Transformers, but we do also yeah. see, like, some weird lizard creature. And, mm-hmm. So there are living creatures on the ship. Yeah. And he calls it his own personal prison, and I'm like, mm, that phrase is is for prisons that are containing you. Like, well, yeah. your own personal prison doesn't mean I run this prison, I'm the warden. Yeah. So. Also, you'd think that they would, instead of being like, it's garbage, throw it away, they'd be like, oh, one of the prisoners has escaped. Lockdown gives the Black Ops team a seed, which was their deal. Catch, Give me a prime and I'll give you a seed. And then he prepares to leave, but not before the Autobots, Cade and Shane, catch a lift. Luckily, he's really slow at taking off from Earth's atmosphere. Did they find out what seeds were from Megatron's brain? And that's why they want one? Yes. Okay. We'll get into that. That's also confusing. It's the whole very scene. confusing. I so was thinking this about movie. this later after I watched it, and I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Why did all these things happen? Yeah. The Autobots proved to be terrible at both stealth and planning. Unsurprised. And Shane is unreasonably surprised by everything that's happening. Oh, he freaks okay. out. We're in a spaceship? This is going to go into space? What's going on? I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought you were super concerned about Tessa. I also thought that you realized that we were dealing with, with aliens. Yeah, that too. Luckily, Lockdown is the only sentient crew on the ship, and he's busy, busy sitting on his throne. He does finally notice something's wrong, though, and sends out attack dogs. Cade stumbles on a huge sword display and happens to lean against the right sword to reveal a secret weapons compartment because he's apparently a character in an old-timey murder mystery. And it wasn't hard. It it was set up like a freaking Excalibur situation. (laughs) Which I think is all supposed to foreshadow the next movie, The Last Night. Okay, yeah, because they really, I was like, wait, is he seriously going to, like, King Arthur-style draw this sword out of this thing? And Optimus Prime does later on. Okay. Cade fights off some dogs and guards while Shane snivels in a corner because he's a huge coward for some reason. Like, now he's a huge coward. Yeah. Even before it, he was car chasing with a bunch of that's Transformers. That's Like, he should have good nerves because he's a, like, yeah. because of all that stuff that he did before and because he's a, yeah. a driver and stuff like that. Yep. Also, the sword transforms into a gun. Like, it splits open and there's, like, a gun in the middle. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Because you like the fact that swords look cool, but you also want them to be able to shoot guns. So weird. So weird. 
The two of them rescue Tessa, while the Autobots wander around the Supermax to find Optimus. Thankfully, Optimus already has a plan to escape when they find him. They take a small ship while the humans decide to tightrope walk off Mm -hmm. with Bumblebee's help. Yeah, cool. Good choice. And this was one of the times where you were like, oh my goodness, I can't stand Tessa. Because they were like, yes. Tessa, you have to move. You have to move. And she's like, no, I'm going back to the ship. And I'm like, you're halfway out. It's it's worse. It's bad either way you go. Also, do you want to go back on the weird alien prison ship? Yeah, and then she got this weird, like, petulant teenager thing where he he was like, you know, she's like, don't tell me what to do. Like, blah, blah, blah. And... He's like, uh, Shane, tell her, tell her to come this way. And she, she, he's like, she won't listen to me. And she's like, don't, stop talking about me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, are yes. you kidding me? But they do make it off the ship onto, you know, land. Yes. And then Mark Wahlberg aggressively drinks a Bud Light and threatens an insufferable nerd who's in- concerned about his car insurance. Joshua Joyce, understandably concerned that someone might start asking questions about half the city being destroyed, plans to move the whole operation to China. Then he lambasts his head scientist over the flaws in Galvatron. Like, this is somehow that guy's fault. Mm, Probably. He's fat. Yeah, but (laughs) Joyce is the one who said he unlocked the genome. I know. Didn't do a very good job. But I think they're all going to be okay as they go to tie into this franchise's biggest market. I know. I was like, this is so shameless. I mean, I don't really... It's shameless? I don't really care. smart. Yeah, I don't really care if it takes place in China, but I'm like, this is shamelessly because China is the biggest international market for this. Oh, yeah. Bigger, actually, than America. Oh, it is. Because Americans don't necessarily care about this. Oh, yeah, I was being completely literal. Their biggest market. Yes. Um, So I thought it was really funny. The whole second half of the movie takes place in China. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty smart. Also, it must be really funny to do movie like this where like then the subtitles switch when they go to a different movie where like there's no subtitles for the Chinese yeah. and <laughs> that is funny yeah the Transformers plan on leaving in their new stolen ship smartest thing they've thought of all movie and Optimus warns Cade that he sensed Megatron and Galvatron mm-hmm. shocking Brains who they rescued earlier reveals that Megatron wasn't as dead as they thought he fed the humans information to get a new body then he infected it with his evil nasty chromosomes what? Yeah, well, I, I. It's weird that like chromosomes are now have moral worth or whatever. Megatron is giving them data from his brain. So is he also able to transmit genetic information through the data link that's going through brains? Yeah, and that's weird because they act later like this is just Megatron in another body. Yeah. But infecting, I mean, it's like saying that cloning just puts a brain in another body almost. And, like, that's not really how it works. Like, if I give my DNA to, I mean, if I have kids, I'm not, like, just creating a new body for myself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, clearly you're not a Transformer, because that's the way it works with Megatron. Megatron wants the humans to go after the seed. Mm-hmm. So Optimus now explains that there were many planets that were terraformed with seeds by the creators to make transformers because the seed essentially turns organic matter into transformium metal. Galvatron slash Megatron. He's just going to go by Galvatron for the rest of the movie. Like they don't start calling him Megatron, but he is Megatron. So whenever I say Galvatron, think Megatron. Yeah. Because honestly, we just couldn't lose that stupid, stupid character that no, brings can. nothing to the table. He's the arch nemesis of Optimus Prime, so that we have to have such him. a dumb one. Oh yeah. 
Galvatron wants to unleash the seed in the city so he can create a massive army and kill all humans. But Cade plans to do something about that. <gasps> Meanwhile, we see that Joshua Joyce has very different feelings about the seed. He plans to detonate it in the Mongolian desert to safely create more Transformium, which makes me think that he doesn't realize that you need organic matter to create Transformium. So now it sounds like there's going to be a showdown between Joshy J and Marky Mark. <laughs> Oh, they could do a rap battle. Oh, I think Stanley Tucci would win. Tessa then complains about how hard life is on the run. Oh, I'm feeling so sorry for you and all of the decisions that you made that brought you here. Right. And Cade tells Shane that he better protect his daughter. <laughs> on the planning front, Drift, the samurai bot, tells them that Joshua Joyce is headed to China, which he knows for some reason because satellite stuff? Unspecified. Sure. Kate calls Joyce somehow because he gets oh, yeah, his number. He does call him. How did he call him? <laughs> and That's weird. Joyce answers the phone because and I just answer whoever calls me. And doesn't hang up immediately. Yeah. And he tells him that Galvatron is trying to get the seed, confidently saying, I know you have a conscience because you're an inventor like me. Uh, that struck me as so odd. Yeah. You know what was invented? Everything. The person that created the atomic bomb invented it. Inventors can only be good. This is a well-known fact. Yeah, it's so weird. Joyce insists that he is controlling Galvatron, but when he hangs up, he looks troubled. Cade leaves it up to his whiny daughter on whether to stay with the Transformers or go it alone, and Tessa decides on the Transformers. Mm -hmm. Because it is a Transformers movie, so of course she does. Also, what else are you going to do? Like, you're in too deep now. Yeah. They act like they had a real set of good choices there. True, but at least she will finally stop whining as much. Yeah. So they all head off to retrieve the seed, with Optimus promising that it's the last thing he'll do for humans. Meanwhile, Lockdown's just figured out that part of a ship is gone. <laughs> he just now realized that. Yeah. What a horrible captain you are. He's a real genius. He heads back to Earth to get it because it contains his trophy case. In China, Joyce puts Galvatron in containment. Then Attinger delivers the seed with big ideas mm -hmm. about ending warfare and saving American lives. I mean, whatever. This is always the justification that's given to people for this stuff. But Yeah, and it's always like, sure, I get it. But like at a certain point, the answer can't be like make bigger, more, more horrible weapons. Yeah. Because they're always going to fall into other people's hands. Well, and we've already done this. This yeah. is already. Ugh, yeah, this was is just. Yeah, they just needed to give him a reason. But Joyce wants to pause to do more testing. He has a dream of mm -hmm. making the world a better place. And Attinger gets a little annoyed at this statement. Because he also wants to make the world a better place, but he's, you know, doing it a different way. In the factory, Galvatron chooses not to be put in containment, causing destruction and mayhem with a classic Megatron line. Galvatron! <laughs> All these Transformers have terrible lines. <laughs> This I'm is exactly what he said when he got freed from the ice in the first movie. It was, I am Megatron. That's true. Yeah. I, well, I mean, Optimus Prime, when he jumped out of that bar and he was like, here I am. <laughs> it's like, I love, oh, good line. I love Transformers dialogue. It's amazing. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. He frees the other man-made Transformers. I really wish there was like a, a catchy name for these. There's not, though. Yeah. Like the... Like Kitchen Bots and Dino Bots. Yeah. And he sends them to find the seed and detonate it in the largest city, which thankfully is nearby. It's China. You're not going to have to go far yeah. for, for like a big city. Yeah. Joyce and Darcy, who's still around for some reason, although plays almost no part in this upcoming fight. So don't be surprised when I never mention her again. 
They flee the scene with the seed. They head to Hong Kong with the CIA in hot pursuit, but thankfully he has a hot Chinese employee to protect him. On the ship, Cade and Optimus talk about Optimus wanting to leave. How many more of my kind must be sacrificed to atone for your mistakes? What do you think being human means? That's what we do. This is the same. This is the Green Lantern thing. Yeah. Can we not define humanity by making mistakes? Can we not define like our one attribute as we make mistakes? Yeah. That would be nice because once again, can we just remind everyone Cybertron was destroyed in a horrific war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. So let's not act like they're super better than us. And for all of the humans that want to kill all Transformers, there are Transformers that want to kill all humans. Yeah, that's so true. So this moral superiority is getting from Optimus Prime. It's getting a little tiresome. It's true. Although they have sacrificed a lot well, of they Transformers have. for no, humans. Because here's the other thing is, so the conversation continues. And Kate says, I'm asking you to do what I do. I'm asking you to look at all the junk and see the treasure. I feel like that's telling a Holocaust victim. But now we know what temperature people die at. Right? Like, it doesn't matter the information you got out of it. Like, the Transformers have literally been hunted down and extinguished. This isn't, oh, somebody made a mistake down the line, but, like, we're good people. I mean, this is a horrific, like, they're almost gone. They were yeah. already almost gone. And it's now there's even like fewer of yeah, them. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's like saying, like, well, we got some really good info, though, out of those Nazi experiments. Yeah. And it, this works, by the way. It totally works, of course. Optimus is like, well, I guess the humans are all right. I guess we'll help them. I'm like, no. Optimus, you don't always say that. think like, that. Transformers, like, you seem like nice guys, but, like, you need to leave. Like, this is not working out. No, this it's isn't... not working out for you, most of yeah, all. Yeah, we shouldn't just hang in there and wait for everyone to come around to it. Like, you guys need to leave to save yourselves, to save humanity. Like, this is not working. Yeah. The Autobots show up in Hong Kong, just in time to save Joyce from the Decepticons. Notably, Cade beats a trained CIA assassin with a football. I miss that too. Yeah. He's fighting Titus Welliver. Oh. Who has a knife. That's right. And they're like fighting each other and then they break apart and Welliver's like threatening him with his knife. Cade picks up a football, throws it at Welliver, and it kills him by like knocking him out a window. The surprising bit mm-hmm. isn't actually that he defeats a, C- a trained CIA assassin with a football. It's the fact that he found a football just lying around in a Chinese apartment. Well, the dumb part, too, is that they actually felt like it was a little implausible, so they felt like they had to explain it. So before that, Marky Mark looks over and sees a photograph of a guy, like, holding a football in, the, like, whoever lives here plays football. <laughs> And, like, has a little award or something. To be fair, they did need to explain that. Well. Because it's weird. They they did. And I was like, but at that point, like, they did it in such an artless way that at that point you're like, okay, so who's going to use a football for something now? Like, this is weird. Yeah. So anyway, Attinger contacts Lockdown and lets him know where Optimus is. Mm -hmm. Joyce tells the Autobots and human, you know, team... Team Autobot. <laughs> that it's hopeless. It's a hopeless fight. His Transformers have been specifically designed to beat regular Transformers. Mm-hmm. Several of the Autobots want to leave wisely, but Optimus can't leave the humans in danger. It's time for reinforcements. So then they go off somewhere where I don't actually understand where they are. It's some sort of foresty looking place. It's wherever they landed their little ship. He yeah. grabs he grabs his sword, dropping the K word, Knight. Oh, I get it. 
and frees the Dinobots from the ship. Finally, they finally show up at the very last scene. And also, how did he know that the Dinobots were on this ship and he didn't free them earlier? Like, no, no stay idea. in your cages. Because they pop out and the other uh, Transformers are like, oh, the legendary warriors. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so you knew they were on the ship and you left them there? Or did you just remember, oh, maybe they're on the ship, but they're hidden? Because it kind of just looks like they're in plain sight on the ship. I think that he was worried that he couldn't control them. Maybe. I think he was worried that they would be loose cannons. And they kind of are. Oh, they are. He asked them for help. And after a quick fight for dominance, they agree. But he does have to duke it out with Grimlock, the Transformer Rex. Oh my gosh. So these are Transformers that are actually huge Transformers, like covered in spikes for some reason. But then when they transform, they transform into dinosaurs. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah. But this does have my favorite line of the entire movie, which is from Drift. I was expecting a giant car. <laughs> I like, really like that. I don't that. know why, I just, my favorite. I like that a, a lot. lot. So then Optimus gives an inspiring speech and rides the T-Rex out of there. Like, just uses him as a horse. Just basically. hops on, yeah. Oh, he which totally Which Grimlock does. is totally cool with. He's like, all right. I mean, like, Grimlock, really? That doesn't even make sense for a T-Rex. No, it doesn't. But he does breathe fire, in case anyone was curious. Nice. The Dinobots make short work of the man-made Transformers, much to Galvatron's chagrin. Also, they crash into a Victoria's Secret bus. I saw that. Just in case we forgot that Michael Bay directed this movie. Yeah. No one ever could, Michael. Yes. (laughs) Optimus scolds Joyce about his irresponsible decisions Mm -hmm. and then leads him and the Seed to safety. But before he can, before, before they can get there, Lockdown shows up with a giant magnet the Transformers' natural enemy. How has no one thought of using a giant magnet before? It's weird that they haven't. Yeah, like, I didn't even think of it. But as soon as... Because I think I assumed that the Transformers maybe weren't magnetic. Yeah. Well, Transformium is clearly very magnetic. Yeah, it is. Because this magnet works like a charm. It creates a lot of destruction. But just as Optimus... Like, a lot of destruction that we were forced to sit there and watch for, like... Ugh, felt like ten minutes. But just as Optimus and the Dinobots are about to get sucked up, Optimus shoots the magnet and disables it. This was the most anticlimactic thing. I'm like, you act like this This is such a huge threat. It's destroying most of the city. As soon as it gets near you, you just shoot it and that's it. It's done. Like with yeah. a normal gun. He doesn't even have to get a special, like, super fantastic guy. It's just the normal gun he's been carrying around. He just shoots it. Yeah, there were no trump cards in this movie. Yeah. Like, all it was was, like, playing keep away with the seed. Yeah. That was the big thing that couldn't get loose and it never did, so it didn't matter. Yeah, and we were never told, like, well, this magnet is, like, the big thing that we're going to have to defeat and we have to, like, use all our ingenuity to beat it. Like, yeah. Nope. And he just shoots it. Kate goes back to help Optimus. They were, you know, thinking about leaving, but then he heads back. Of mm-hmm. course he does, because he's essentially Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and Tessa decides to stay with him, because apparently this movie thinks we still care about this plot, but we do not. Oh my I gosh, don't care, care about, about their bond. He's like, we're not, she's like, we're not leaving. Yeah. Without my dad. <laughs> Cade's held at gunpoint by Attinger and is saved by Optimus, which gives Lockdown the opportunity to best him. You save the human instead of saving yourself. You bring shame upon us all. But then Cade distracts Lockdown long enough for Bumblebee to get there, proving that humans can help Transformers, too. Tessa and Shane free Optimus, <laughs> who then kills Lockdown. Then Galvatron sneaks off while trying to act cool. We shall meet again, Prime, for I am reborn. 
He always does that. He always slinks away at the end and he's like, but I'm alive. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. But not right now because it looks like you're beating everyone. He says, I am reborn, brother. Yes. So can't you fight him now while he's wounded? Yes, you should. Then Cade makes nice with Tessa and Shane and gets a job from Joyce. Because they're all friends now. Then the Dinobots run off into the wilderness, which seems like a terrible thing. And Optimus goes off to hide the seed. Whenever you look to the stars, think of one of them as my soul. And also find the creators, which is the setup for the next movie. Yes. And then we end without a Linkin Park song. I know. Imagine Dragons instead. I felt kind of bad. I didn't know it was Imagine Dragons. Yeah, um, they kind of went away from that. Linkin Park derived music too. Yeah, for for the movie, I only heard it once. Mm-hmm. This movie, gosh, this movie was so confusing. Like once again, it brought up even more problems with the timeline, with the way Transformers should are built or constructed, like biologically. Yeah. And the problem is they always use the humans to set the plot up, and then the mm-hmm. Transformers are introduced into it. Yeah. And then. By the end, we no longer care about the humans, only the Transformers, but we still have to have the humans be in the final battle, even though they shouldn't be there, and they're doing almost nothing in it. Yeah, they didn't, they did almost nothing the whole time, because they didn't even have, like, so at least when um, Tyrese and Josh Dumel were Uh in it, they were, like, helping with the fighting and the big battles at the end. Yeah. But... They weren't doing anything this time because they didn't, none of them were military. They didn't have access to anything. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised that Josh Jamal wasn't in this movie. Yeah, I think that they couldn't bring anybody back in or it would have raised questions about, like, well, where is Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. I think that's why they started it in Texas. I, they tried to take it a, as far away from the other stuff as possible because they didn't want to have to explain it. Except that Bumblebee and Optimus are the ones that generally seek out Shia LaBeouf when things get bad, and they didn't at all. I think that's why they started with both of them being, like, on the run and, like, really injured. Yeah. To, like, distract us to be like, oh, things are really bad, blah, 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 so they're not just like, oh, where's Sam? So the budget for this movie was $210 million. Okay. Which is $15 million over the last budget. So the budgets are just going up, which makes yeah, sense. it does. And it made $1.1 billion in box office. Holy moly. Yes. Which is actually a little less than the previous movie. Oh. And actually only $250 million of that was in the U.S. and Canada. <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah. This movie also won two Razzies. Hmm. <laughs> It won for Worst Director, and it won for Worst Supporting Actor, Kelsey Grammer, who apparently that year had just a real great streak of movies, because he was also nominated for The Expendables 3, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return, and Think Like a Man 2. Oh no, those all sound terrible. Yeah, um, yeah he he really phoned it in on this movie. Yeah. He, he's great, but he was not working. Yeah, I think it's that, like, I'm going to make so much money off of this, and you just kind of, you know. Which is fair. It's not like he could have saved the movie. So there's one final Transformers movie that has been released so far. There's more in the works. There's a Bumblebee movie that's uh, in the works. And then there's also... that, yeah. Right, and then there's also another just general Transformers movie that's in the works. But there's one last that's been released that we'll talk about sometime in the future, which is Transformers The Last Night. But before that, 
we're going to do another Mark Wahlberg movie. Woo! Maybe his best one? Max Payne. Yes. Uh, another video game turn movie that uh, was pretty bad. I remember seeing it when it came out, I think in the Dollar Theater, and I remember it being real bad. So I'm excited to watch that again. Yes. That's what's next on More is More. For more of our podcast, go to moreismorepodcast.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.